Hey guys, welcome back to Boys and Ghouls Film Review. I'm your host, Sarah Stevenson, and this is my co-host, Mike Stevenson. Hi, how are you? And tonight we will be reviewing the movie The Shape of Water that was made in what, what, what year? 2017. It's a romantic dark fantasy. Mm-hmm. So um, who can you tell us what it's all about, Pop? Well, I won't tell you too much. You can take over. But this was produced and directed and the story and screenplay were all written by a gentleman called Guillermo del Toro. Mm. It's a Mexican person, uh, uh, heritage, uh, and um, yeah, he's, he's got a very, very, very good style. Mm-hmm, quite right. Now, do you want to you know, take over the, the overview? Mm, overview, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so, the story takes place with a girl named Eliza, who's just an ordinary cleaner, and in the story, she's mute, meaning she can't talk at all. And she's not deaf or anything like that. She's kind of, she can still hear people, you know, who may not understand sign language. <laughs> and she um, somehow meets, she's working in this, um, um, you know, government business thing. What, what was it then that they're work, she's working in? What? It's a it's a gov it's a secret government organization, you know. She's working in a secret government organization. A secret government organization, which is looks like it is looks like it's a bit like um like a big aquarium type place um, where they have other animals as well in there. I don't think so. I think it had more uh, um, army related stuff there, military stuff like weapons and really? yeah. There was even a in one scene when they were cleaning a very big. Um, airplane oh, jet um, right. engine did. there. Okay, yeah, okay. This apparently was yeah, this was a government installation of some description set up to take uh, an aquatic, uh, an amphibian man hmm. that they located mm -hmm. somewhere or other. I don't think they actually specified. Did they said somewhere down in South America or somewhere? I can't remember. Yeah, some where they found the creature. Yeah, some likely. But anyway, they brought him back there because they wanted to study him. <laughs> and probably make sushi out of him as well. Most likely. So Eliza kind of communicates with this creature using sign language. This is a good way to go when you have a vocal cord tape. Mm -hmm, quite right. Yeah. yeah, so the story goes. And she's best friends with um, her neighbour, who's um, an artist. An, yeah, an older gentleman who's an out old, of work. Yes, he's a bit of a... He's been trying to get back into to advertisement. Yeah. This was back in the 1950s. Well, 60s. Yes, yeah, this movie is based in about 1960-62 period. Yes, yeah. about the time when people, if you were in the advertisement agency, you'd still be doing advertisements by, by, hand. by hand. Yeah, a real graphic designer used to actually use pens and paper and things like instead of using a computer and trying to make it all happen. So, yeah, this guy was a very talented artist, but I think technology was getting in the way. They wanted, instead of doing a picture... Mm -hmm. By hand, they want to do a photograph and put on a poster. So he was being, um, what's the word? Um, um, shafted. <laughs> shafted. Uh, yeah, a bit rude, but yeah. But I think, I, but I think he lost his job because he might have had a drinking problem or something. Yeah. But he would, he had reformed. He had cleaned yeah. up his act, but he couldn't get his job back. Yeah, I think yeah, yeah I think so. And anyway, that's, that's digressing from the story. Yeah, I'm digressing here too. So as the story goes, um, Eliza's working in the... In, 
working in this place. In this place, and she encounters the um, creature or asset, as they call yeah, it. Yeah, and the asset, cool creature. He hasn't even got a name, like Fred, or finding like Nemo had a name. He was a fish. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> it's not really fair. They don't even call it anything except calling it asset. The asset. We have lost the asset. We want the asset. We want to slice and dice him. Yeah. About give him a name. Mm, yeah, true. Make him more, more At least make him more, rude. Yeah, it is. Even though Eliza doesn't give it, and even though she somehow is attracted to it, and it's pretty clear that he, vice versa with the creature with her, and she, it's pretty clear that they don't even so much as say what what the creature's name is. They just call it an, creature. A, a creature. Alien. But it could be clear. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> to be clear, he is a man. So He's a male amphibian male creature. Male amphibian. Yeah. And we find out he's a male a bit later on in the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just so you know, it's not a horrific movie. Not no, so per it's se. it's a romantic dark fantasy. Yes. Yeah, and, you know, and you guys yeah. are aware that we have been re- reviewing horror and so far sci-fi films. And this is our probably our fifth, I mean sixth um, podcast episode. And yeah. this is our first yeah. time reviewing a, a fantasy, fantasy film. We will be doing other fantasies different types. But we thought this one was reasonably recent the last mm-hmm. couple of years and it really uh, appealed to us uh, we think it was a good movie yeah and it's uh, an interesting interesting theme there yeah good theme and I think everything worked out well with it but do you want mm-hmm. to get into uh, any of the cast descriptions yeah or? that would be good um, what's the name of the, the guy who's the um, guy head guy in charge I think it was what you mean the, the head mean guy yeah the head mean guy Aha. ah now, there's a guy called Michael Shannon mm. who's playing a nasty U.S. colonel, mm. Richard Strickland. Typical of that period. Yeah, very... Yeah, really nasty, yeah, arrogant. Very yeah. nasty, all-around yeah. bad just, American Just an guy. evil sort of guy. And he was in charge of security for this creature. Yeah, meaning he doesn't. He has no um, emotion on, his, yeah, on he, any he, level. Hey, the amphibian man might have been a cold fish, but he... Came a very close second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was very cold, especially when he's you see him much later at home with his kids and wife, and he still yeah. hasn't turned off that cold. Yeah, he's still charm. a brick wall. Yeah, he's, not, he's a very, very nasty man all around. Yeah, yeah. it's all about me, 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 yeah. all that stuff. Yeah. Or that, and his boss didn't like him too much either. Yeah, and when <laughs> things were looking up for him, like like things were going to. You know, make him go get on EC Street with the creature and everything. Um, things start falling apart for him because, the, as we were saying before, that this girl who's uh, mute was full, was starting to communicate with this amphibian man, and they were forming a bit of a bond between them, which mm. gradually escalates into something a tad more. And mm. she finds out mm-hmm. that they intend to. Um, yeah. uh, dissect him, yeah. vivisect him, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it, and see what makes him tick. So she yeah. didn't want this to happen to the guy. Mm-hmm. Fish or no fish, yeah. nice and guy. And Strickland, yeah. he um, gets obsessed with Eliza in one scene. Yeah, he wants it, to have, it, he wants to uh, force his attentions on her. Yeah, like he got obsessed with the fact that she doesn't speak, and if she doesn't speak, she won't tell about... He, exactly right. About whatever. Right, and... 
well, I won't say, I can't say, Kitty's might be listening. Mm, yeah, true. But he's not a very nice man. Um, yeah. yeah. he wanted to do evil things to this poor lady, mm-hmm. uh, whether she liked it or not. Yeah, and he also was like, um, you know, if you've seen Men in Black in the scene where the guy in in the test room where he says, we're the best, we're be- working for the best, the best, the best. Yeah, sir. he has that sort of mentality. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's like the worst, the worst, the worst sort of thing. But he, yeah. didn't, he didn't see it that but way. But he pretty much sounded like he was but the anyway, old badass. But anyway, let's move on to the storyline. Yes. Anyway, the, um, so, Eliza grows fond of the um, amphibian creature, and she <coughs> communicates him with sign language. And, and he's learning very quickly. Yes, and along the way, um, uh, there's a bit of a insider, a Russian. Um, oh, yeah. Named Dimitri. Well, his name is uh, Robert. Yes. Uh, uh, no, not Robert. He's no, in... no, no. His name is Robert. Yeah, Robert. Uh, uh, that, that's who they think he is. Mm-hmm. He's a scientist there, for who posing as an American scientist, but he, he's a Russian called Dimitri. Yeah, and yes. yeah. his superiors, yeah. the Americans, they want to study the creature and rip it open and study it further. Yeah, and see what makes it tick. Yeah, because they know that. The um, creature, he kind of can heal itself from any wounds and stuff. Yeah, and he's got two sets of breathing organs. Like, he breathes outside of the water a bit. So, he's an amphibian. Mm-hmm. He, he breathes underwater. And outside and of water. he can breathe outside the water for a limited period of time. Mm. And they're looking at space travel back in those days. And they're looking at, hey, well, if this guy can do this, maybe we can learn something. And... Uh, Maybe 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 uh, get some insight on how our guys can survive in space, mm, or something like that. Somewhat, because there was a space race on with the Americans and the Russians back in those yeah, days. Yeah, it was Who's mentioned. going to be first? Yeah, in this yeah. movie, it mentions about the space race, how the Russians got there first, and I don't know if they actually got there first, but they're about the same time they're putting Sputniks up there, first men in space, sort of things. Yeah. And they were really Russian one day, America yeah. the next. Yeah, it yeah. was. It was a. It was really a space race. Yeah. Whoever, they they believed yeah. that whoever controlled yeah. space controlled everything yeah when i heard about wrong. the um and much later on um robert aka dimitri um goes to the russian guys as i said before he's in the, he's a double agent and in this one he goes to them and they say we want you to go and kill this creature so the Americans if, yeah it. so if we can't have it they, they can't have yeah. it so he wanted they wanted him to kill it yeah. so they won't explore that, it any that, further. That, 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 that seems like a, a lose-lose situation for the creature. Either he has to cut him up in little pieces and study his body, or yeah. they're going to kill him first and then maybe cut him up and study his body. Yeah, That's so, not fair. Yeah, I would have thought in the script that they would want the scientists to abduct the creature and take it back to their labs to study it further. And, and they had no idea how to go that, so the easiest way was to Kill it. deprive the Americans from the um, the joy of cutting it up in little pieces and mm. making sushi. Mm. Whatever. <laughs> or surf and turf. <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask me why I said Whatever. that. Whatever. <laughs> so anyway. Eliza asked, persuades her friend Giles, Giles. to um, um, help her get her... <clears throat> her her amphibian boyfriend friend. out of the um, air, yeah. out oh, of there. By the way, she had a uh, a lady friend who was a cleaner with her at this mm. establishment, who mm. was not in favour of helping her in the beginning, but saw that oh, okay, let's do it, uh, yeah. and she did. She stood by her as much as she yeah. could. Yeah, this actress yeah. Um, who plays her, she was in the Help 
and I she, that, and she yeah. was in Hidden Figures, both of them around yeah. the same back in the nineteen sixty <coughs> period, yeah. which kind of makes her kind of fit in with the yeah. story a little yeah, well, bit. Well, the Afro-American roles back in that period uh, had them usually as cleaners or hmm. servants or yeah, you know, hospitality people in motels, yeah. and that's. Yeah, I, I don't think this movie shows her in any bad light. She's playing the role which probably would have been normal for a person of that race in America at that period yeah. of time. Because hmm. there were other people there, or Spanish people there, there were Afro-Americans, whatever, all doing the same work. So yeah, I think they, um, they, they painted her in a good light. Yeah, I, can't, yeah. I liked it that throughout her acting <laughs> in some of her... Both <coughs> in this movie made. and in Help the Help, she... She had a similar warmthness in her character, which I kind of liked. I liked yeah. her funniness. I love her jokes, yeah, yeah, and she, I love her she, continuing yeah, talking. Personally. I think her name's uh, Octavia Spencer. Hmm. She's a very fine actress. Um, again, um, I don't think she's been typecast, but she plays those sorts of roles. Yeah, yeah. I liked it when yeah. one scene when after they got the creature out of the um, place. Um, <coughs> When, and Eliza sp- sort of spends the night with it, I'm not going to say. Yes, and, and the, that was no sardine, folks. And she got, <laughs> the next morning she's all red, you know, red in the cheeks and is really she's smiling. Che- cheerful about it. And, the glow. and her friend asks her, does he have a, you know... You know what? And I can't really demonstrate it you on... You have to watch the movie. Yeah, and I can't really <laughs> just demonstrate it to you guys on, well, and, and if, we, in audio. if we went too graphic into it, we might be really barred from broadcasting. Yeah, so I can't really show it However, to these guys because in, even, how would you even describe it? Even though he was an amphibian it? man, <laughs> he was yeah. part man. Yeah, but I loved it what she says after Eliza demonstrates it. She says, mm, never trust the man, even if he's flat, flat down, down there. there. <laughs> now, come on. You're, gonna, you're, you're risking... Yeah, saying the wrong thing here. Let, let's move away from that bit, okay? But, okay, actually, moving on a little bit further, I mean, she did finally spirit him away to her flat, mm-hmm. and with the help of this Dimitri guy, uh, he told her how to look after him. It's, yeah. it's only going to be short term yeah. because he's waiting for the river to rise with the rain so he, he can uh, be let yeah. loose through some sort of, was it a lock or something yeah. like that, where the boats go through, and, mm. and he can then swim out to sea and whatever. But yeah. she had to keep him there for a few days. And, yeah, and and while he was there, he got into a little bit of mischief. He ate a cat. Yeah, but he, it wasn't his fault. He the cat didn't hissed know. at him like... And, he, and the cat looked like lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, he was a bit on the pecky side. Mm. Yeah, it was. I, I bet he got along with the other cats. I think this one cat was just a little nerve-wracked by the sudden appearance of a amphibian. We normally eat things like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, it's not... I mean, it's... You never imagine the amphibian would snap snap its head off. Well, he did. It's certainly wondering. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the point is that he didn't know, and actually, the man who owned the cat understood that he was a wild creature and didn't know any better. So mm. he didn't actually hate him for it, even though he took his cat away from him. Yeah, but well, he had anyway, a lot of they, cats. They sort of became friends too, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Espe- yeah. Especially, um, I, I, so if you guys have already not seen it already, I suggest you go and watch it now well, because we'll I'm going. Why don't we say that at the end? Yes, okay. I know, but <laughs> I'm going to say something that that will break that that your trust on me on watching that movie. So if you guys already haven't seen it, so I suggest you go see it now. 
Okay, go now. Go get it. Do not download it. Go and buy a copy or, or legally download it through Amazon or somebody and pay for it. Yes, so because I'm about to say in in once in one scene, um, um, the creature he kind of um heals um the um. Charles's yeah, hand yeah, after yeah. he scratched him yeah, accidentally. Yeah, actually, actually he, he, he clawed him on the arm accidentally. Yes. And, uh, he actually um, placed his hand on his head and somehow his overnight head, his, his hair, hair grew, grew back. back and magically. Then, and he, he put his hand on his arm and his, his arm healed overnight. Yeah. And um, yeah. he hmm. had this, yeah, uh, he had this sort of presence, I suppose. And the people where he came from, the natives, revered him as a god and yeah. in the end um we'll mm. go on a little bit later on that i think it came out that he, there was something special about this creature mm. yeah exactly and yeah yeah and as the story progressed on we s- see the creature well he's deteriorating a tad a tearing like his it, skin starts or his scales start flaking for some yeah, reason. Yeah, because he's supposed to be in salty water out mm. in the open there and he's being kept in the bathtub of salt, table salt and a bit of protein mix thrown in there to keep him... Uh, keep the, um, him... Keep him uh, alive. Yeah. But the, uh, it wasn't a great ideal circumstance for him. Mm. But as the days came mm. and went, it got closer to the escape date. Yeah. And, and uh, this guy from the um, science project area yeah this mean guy was tracking him down to eliza's place if he he had like 36 hours to find the creature oh yeah the boss told him 36 hours or there'll be a hole where you used to exist i mean he was implying he didn't actually say it but i got the impression he said if you don't finish this job properly Mm. and get everything under control you're going to disappear which is saying that pretty much they're going to kill him yeah. That sounds a bit bad for not doing a yeah, job properly. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> sound like what American would most likely do. But I mean, but I understand. This is the military. Yeah, true. And yeah. and, and Dimitri, um, the um, our Russian spy guy, he, who tried to help Eliza, he gets both killed by yeah, his, his side say, yeah. and by um, the American yeah, side yeah, too. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Russian guy said, "We're going to extract you now," implying they're going to take you back to Russia. Because he wasn't needed there anymore, yeah. and they met him somewhere, and they they shot him a couple of times, but yeah. still alive. And then the American yeah. guy, the nasty colonel, yeah. mm. he comes out there and he shoots two Russian guys who are shooting Dimitri. Yeah. Then he goes over to Dimitri to find information out of him to find out where the hell the creature is, mm-hmm. and he finally gets torched into releasing information, and yeah. then he shoots him. What a nice guy this is! Man, but no bear, loose ends. Well, that bear in mind, um, back then, um. If you so much associate with the Russians back then, you would be either um, rested or oh, shot. Well, they had this thing about uh, the, the red peril, reds under the bed, and all that sort. Of, yeah, it just yeah they yeah. had a, they, they had this big phobia about Russians and anything. Yeah, anyone who's American, so American apple pie sort yeah, of thing. anyone who associated with someone yeah. of would be considered a well considered a naughty, person. a naughty person and most likely be recommended or or. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he was, you look at the guys like Charlie Chaplin. He he uh, was believed to be a communist sympathizer, and he, he his career dried up in Hollywood, and he went to live in Switzerland. Hmm. I mean, that's how paranoid they were about communism and stuff. There's nothing really wrong with communism. 
Um, yeah. I'm not. I'm not getting into a political debate here, but mm. they just. That's what they do in their country. True. Um, the same way we do things in our country, we're in a democratic society. Mm. They can't see why we do it our way, and we can't see why we do it their way. Yeah. But it works for them. Mm. Yes. So anyway, let's get on. So, um, as the story goes, um, <coughs> the cap, the um, what's his name again? Who? The guy who is going to um, hunt down Eliza and the creature. Oh, that Colonel Bugalux. Mm. Um, what's his name again? Uh, Metal Block, Metal Block. Yeah, um, Richard Strickland. Yeah, yes. Colonel Strickland. So Strickland yeah. realises that that if he doesn't complete his, find the creature, he'll be losing his life and losing everything that he thinks is is important to him. Yeah, yeah. So he I had know. to think fast, so he goes to... Um, to he goes in overdrive mode, monstering people around the place yeah. and trying to get beat information out of them. He finally catches up anyway, doesn't yes, he? Yes, he does, and in the end shoots both... Creature and Eliza dead. Oh, well, and Giles gets shot in the arm. What? Giles got shot in the arm too. No, actually, he hit him. I thought he shot him in the arm. No, he didn't shoot him in the arm. Sure? Sure. I've got to have a look at that. So anyway. I'm, sure, I'm sure Giles got shot in the arm. Mm-hmm. However, yeah. However, it wasn't lethal. Yeah, so he the creature better. soon rises and he is really not in a good mood. He's really annoyed. Like, he then approaches the, um, so, uh, the colonel, the colonel <laughs> and he gives him a swift execution. Straight across his neck, he just, he, he, he just cut his throat, his throat, a few of his claws. Yeah, and he realised that at that point in time that this amphibian man was is a really a god and really special. It was too damn late, wasn't it? Yeah, and just so you know, in... In once another scene that was probably cut from the movie, I'm not sure, is when he most likely got his fingers bitten off or yeah, by I, the creature. Yeah, I, I think they ripped off or bitten off or something rather by the creature. But it was early in the movie. Yeah. But we won't go that too much. But, it's smelly. Yeah, and they tried to sew back on again. Yeah, they tried to sew back on his hand, but somehow it got black and grey, and soon yeah. enough his hand and wasn't it, taking it, it in. It was smelly. It was rotting on his hand. And it, yeah. 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 But anyway, irrespective. Irrespective. All the good bits happening here. So, um, the creature takes Eliza down into the water docks. I mean, water it's below. Locked, yeah, yeah, yeah. And to leave loose. And, and they all they, get shot. And, mm-hmm. the, and the, the amphibian man got up, like you said, and then he killed the trigger. Carry on from where you were. Yes, so <laughs> he dies under the water and with takes, Eliza. Yeah. And he then, you know, somehow uses his powers to revive her and make some special gills where her some, neck, some yeah. cuts there were some cuts on her neck that indicated how she got um, mute in the first place and, and so those it, cuts suddenly turned into gills. gills so she could breathe underwater yes and the, and you see them doing a fade at there holding each other in the deep water yeah. cuddling mm. similar to the posters nice. you probably warm sim- and fluffy ending yeah was, similar to the posters you probably have noticed online and in the theater of them holding each other so that's a bit of a postmortem about after that. okay that's the yes, storyline now Guillermo, i think as a director mm-hmm. did, a, did a fine job you see he did some other movies as well didn't you yeah he did um he- he- the hellboy, hellboy and the, the new one, was it? yeah and um Pan la- Labyrinth? I'm not, Pan's I'm, Labyrinth? Yeah, that yeah, yeah, one. Yeah. 
And he, let me just say, he does a little bit of dark fantasy movies. Yeah, he likes that sort of thing. He likes that yeah, yeah. that genre, if you may call it. Yeah, he's weird, really, yeah. a, I think I could see where, he, from his point of view, why yeah. he should he should he pursue that sort yeah. of thing. Hey, didn't James Cameron assist in the making of this? Mm, yeah, he did. He yeah, assisted. Yeah. They're best friends, just so yeah, you know. Yeah, he helped out. Uh, yeah, there's a list of uh, about half a dozen or eight people there who assisted in the making yeah. of this. He went, originally went to Universal Studios and, and did a pitch to them and saying, hey, I want to do a remake of The Creature from the Black Lagoon, but I want to change yeah. the ending and make it the creature mm. and the girl get together. And they just said, no, nah. nah, ain't going to happen. And yeah. later on, he found, I don't know, some sympathetic people to help him out, and he made the movie, and I think it's come out pretty good. Yeah, I don't know why they would just reject it before it even begins. Yeah. But no, nah, well, they they go look at it as, as a doll sensing. Can this make money? Mm. And I keep saying, uh, when we're not on the podcast, we we talk about things and saying the guys running the film studios now. I'm not saying they're stupid, but they got the eye on the dollar a little bit too much. Then they they should be looking at the art. I mean, if you have a good movie, it will make money. You don't go around and say, I want to make money. What can I sling out there as the next movie? They got it back to front. Find a good movie; it will make money. Mm-hmm. And that's what the problem is. They will. They don't. They're not. Take, they want the formula stuff. They want it. Well, did this last year and it worked. Let's do it again. It ain't yeah. gonna work forever. People get tired of it. Yeah. Hmm. But anyway, he lost out there. I mean, they lost out. He won. Yes. He he, he made a good money on a uh, good turnover on this one. Mm, on this one. I agree. That's I think it's made from a. Memory, was it? Um, budget was about twenty million dollars. And I think an actually gross box office at one hundred ninety five million dollars. Yeah, if that's Gee, a, Universal, you made a mistake. Yeah, hey. if that wasn't a box office hit, then I'm um, Michelle Pfeiffer. Hello, Michelle. <laughs> I love Michelle. She's really pretty. No. <laughs> no. Anyway, no. Anyway, but that was a big of a problem. Now, um, I think from memory too, just to, just as, as an aside here, um, this is all in Toronto. Hmm. Uh, some of the sets were sets, but some were actually rural locations. Yeah, like the um, theatre in in the in the yeah. in the mo- in, is, in the scene in the some well, of the scenes. Uh, Eliza and her friend Giles lived above a picture theatre. Hmm. Now it wasn't a real picture theatre where they were living above because hmm. they actually lived on. Yeah, that was a set made up. But mm-hmm. the internal shots of the uh, picture theatre was. Um, a, um, a picture theatre in Toronto. Mm, exactly. And the, the so. facade, the outside bit, was a performing arts building mm-hmm. in the same general area. Mm-hmm. So they used that composite to make uh, an illusion of the one building, mm-hmm. uh, having the three locations of the, the front, the inside, and the dwelling upstairs. So that was that was rather clever. I think yeah. so. Mm-hmm. I was blown by, by it. and. Yeah. Actually, what I liked the most, it had, it had the right feeling. Mm-hmm. It felt like it was the 1960s. Mm-hmm. It didn't feel like someone trying to make it look like the 1960s. Mm-hmm. A little bit like Dark City. Yeah, great. We might do Dark City one day, but in Dark City, I think that was a similar period. Mm-hmm. What do you think, about 50s, 60s? Yeah, about that And time. it had the right... It was a sci-fi, futuristic sci-fi, mm. but it had an overall feeling about the 1950s. Yeah, as I said before, yeah. the, this was intendedly going to be a black and white yeah, yeah. film, but th- I guess they went for a different outlook yeah, I, I on it. I think the sponsors said, well, give another three million if you go colour. Mm. 
So he, he got an extra three million to make the movie. So hey, what the hell? Mm-hmm. But he, but he, in so saying that he kept the colours dark and the atmosphere mm. dark. Yeah. So whether if he did it in black and white to create the atmosphere, I think he achieved it in colour. What do you think? I agree. Yeah. I mean, and speaking of colour, um, you know how in throughout this movie there's a lot of greens and blues and a little tiny bit of red in between in some of the scenes like i'll give you an example of what i'm talking about like it um the colors sort of symbolize something like the color green plays an important role in this as a rep rep as representing um the let me see the unwelcoming uh, unromantic future as seen in like in the labs the cars and jello I, there's a, there's a, everything was cold. Just, everything was a cold green or blue yeah, green, color. Yeah, green jello, green buildings, yeah, green this, so you got a green yeah, car. And according yeah, to yeah, this, um, yeah. Toroya wanted to have an everyday color of the film except green, like Eliza, as she, as she represents the past. Yeah, yeah. And so, as I said before, there is a little bit of red in this movie, which could indicate that kind of symbolizes um, change, like, like, um, like new world life, death, love, change, Mm. passion. All those colors represent a certain. Um, representation in this movie. Well, they use that the color grids in a lot of um, things like. graphic design work and everything, they use colours to create an atmosphere and a feeling. So yeah. I suppose it works the movie too. Yeah, so mm. it's pretty much, um, there is a lot of colour there and I think the red part was played in the interesting part to it because I think that um, it inspired change while everyone wanted to stay green. Even there was even a... Um, um, it even kind of was mentioned in the mo- in the, in the production, yeah. right, Dan? I can't remember. Well, not. I can't well, remember honestly. Like I in, don't have like one scene yeah. where Giles presents his artwork to a promising oh, yeah. advertisement agency, and they said they didn't want a red Jello mo- um, uh, mold, whatever. Yeah. They, they wanted it green, green because they said green it's was the fu- future. Yeah, which is not really. Not but really. It just sounds. What lime or raspberry? What's a difference? Yeah, and folks? there was a scene that um, where Eliza was eyeing some beautiful red shoes in the store. That kind of well, if you were eyeing something that was fantastic in a store and you think that's the future, then you're on the right track when you think about that. <laughs> oh, not not train track. Okay. <laughs> yes, and then you much much after Eliza has sex with the creature for the first time, we see her sporting some spiffy new red shoes and yeah. long for red hey, headband. Dorothy, you know, click the, click your heels together twice. It'll take down to Kansas. Yeah, and she was wearing a red headband, and much later, way to the end of the movie, we see her wearing a red jacket and some red shoes in that, which could indicate her love for the creature and yeah, yeah, that they're together. A, feel like a trousseau. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he, you know, so, he's sick of green. He, he's green. Yeah. He's, I guess the green could also mean water. Well, well, there's yeah. a lot of water in this movie too. Well, yeah, it was yeah, sort of. And like with Eliza being a cleaner, so she has to work with water and cleaning solutions and stuff like that. And he and, lived in water. Yeah, and she li- he lived in water. And there was. And a since s- she made a swimming pool in the flat for him. Yes, and there was a we scene. Were- <laughs> and 
in in some of the boring, not so interesting scenes, which were everyday scenes, she there was scenes where she's in the bathtub, scenes where she's cooking boiled eggs in her pan, and things like that. Yeah, there was a, a water theme showing up in different shots, which yeah, interesting. But two bath scenes with her, and then a couple of the creature we won't go into that that's a bit no. of the romance side yeah. you have to watch and it. There, just so you know there's also a lot of um unlike other movies these days this one has um a lot of nudity scenes yeah yeah but but i mean when, when there's nudity in this nudity i think it works in this movie um exactly it, it's a take it's a, it's a shot of reality i mean she was getting ready for work and she was frustrated and tired and whatever and worn out and, and reflective and maybe depressed and she has had a relaxes in a bath. Uh, it didn't actually get... No. No. She, mm. yeah, and that sort of stuff. And, yeah, and it's just trying to show her mental state, I suppose, that mm. sort of thing. Yeah. And, and she was a sad lady because yeah. he had no friends. Yeah, apart well, from the child had, guy yeah. and the lazy clean with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not much of a life, really. No, I think she's just lo- deprived yeah. of yeah. something that she wants, yeah, but, she ca- but she doesn't, yeah. yeah, but mm. she can't, well, not too many people would understand um, that. Yeah, so she was very lonely and this creature came in and, ex- and, a lot, and, and he accepted her for who she was where the other people didn't yeah and then he's a fish man yeah and I, I think do. that the most tr- yeah. interesting thing about this movie is um, how Toriel um, was able to cr- create the story and make it look more like a romance fantasy well that's what it was it was a, it was a dark romance uh, fantasy yeah. uh, and, it, and it was I think overall even the <coughs> fantasized uh, musical extravaganza which is um, having a mm. A, well, her, imagining. Um, yeah, she kind of had a, a dream, uh, how, imagine, how, <laughs> dream sequence. I don't know what um, we call it. Um, uh, imagining sequence yeah, or whatever. She, 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 she's, and she's actually singing and dancing with the amphibian man, yeah. and it was, it was like a Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers yeah, movie or something. She sings, but it, I think in her yeah. fancy mind, she was mm-hmm. wanting something like that in her life, yeah. and that was just fantastic, and yeah. it was sweet. And What's just it? so you know that yeah. they do have a lot of um, interesting, sometimes like we do cut away to a, an old old TV show, an old movie that like um, you, we were trying to, to, when we were checking it out last night, yesterday, um, we were trying to work out um, what year this movie was in yeah, and we, we found a lot of old um, 1940s music in this movie. There was, yeah, there was, um, she was listening to 1940s music with this Giles guy who was, a friend, who was a friend, but he was older, so he would have liked the movie, the music from about 20 years earlier. Yeah. So it was his musical taste were also coming through and he was watching 20-year-old movies on the television. Yeah. But downstairs in the theatre was having a new release movie, which was the... Um, uh, the story. Of Ruth, Ruth. which was released in the early 1960s, which is right in line of this movie, which is 1962, which is great timing. They didn't try to make things fit. Guillermo did a good job of bringing realism to it, but even little things like that. That Mm -hmm. movie would have been out about the same time that this movie was depicted, Mm -hmm. not a couple of years earlier, a couple of years later. Same time. Mm-hmm, so it's not good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very talented man. I like him. Agreed. Must watch more of his movies. Mm-hmm. Now, anything else about the other actors or anything you want to say? Or well, let m- me see. The um, one's her, when Tutorial um, mentioned, I think that when he was mentioning it to his leading lady who was playing oh, Eliza, the, well, Sally Hawkins. Um, yeah, she, they were meeting up and she was 
They were. He was. He Twelve. met up with us somewhere. It's yes. a, 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 it was a, um, an awards night or yeah, award nights, other. and and he she, gave a picture of her. And yes, <laughs> and he uh, pitched the idea to her, and she was drinking. She was a little bit. She had been she drinking. She'd been under the weather at the time, and she still thought it was a good movie. Yeah. Um, but he he actually wrote the script with her in mind mm-hmm. to play that role. Yeah, which is interesting. But here's another point I, I found out when I was going through some investigations. Because she had to play a mute, mm-hmm. she watched some old silent movies, Charlie Chaplin movies and um, Buster Keaton, but she got onto Laurel and Hardy, their early movies, because Stan Laurel had a way of projecting an emotion or an image by facial expressions, body language, whatever, and that's what she wanted to emulate when she mm-hmm. did the mute. Because how do you convey a message if you've got no vocal cords, and and, and you're, mm. you're supposed to be yeah. in a movie, which which is nowadays is not a silent movie. Yeah, <laughs> so, and just so you know, so you learn a lot from Stan Laurel. Yeah, and yeah. It, this is interesting. Um, the fact that that people more and more um people who are pretending to be mute, they come up with some interesting strategies to incorporate that in their movies. Like in the Quiet Place, there was um one of the actresses who's playing a kid. Um, she's actually is um, deaf and, and and she can't talk. So yeah, that kind of is not encouraging other pe- people out there that you shouldn't be ashamed of your of yeah, if not talking go. and let yeah. them do get go in, in and in, try instead, out instead of getting somebody to play the part, get a real one. Actually, that takes me back to Todd Browning when he did Freaks years ago. Hmm. He he got real freaks to make the movie, hmm. but because he used real freaks. The people at the time thought that was gross watching more freaks in the movie, so it destroyed his credibility. Yeah. I mean, crikey. I mean, you watch a movie, the movie about freaks, w- you got real freaks, but you didn't want to see the freaks as real people. I'll grow up. And yet the movie <laughs> is not too bad. I Good mean, movie. it for was time, interesting for its time. Yeah. But poor Todd, yeah, he did Dracula as well, and he had some other good movies. Yeah. But that, that did not help his career not a lot, yes. uh, unfortunately. Poor um, man. Um, yeah. It's a, he, mm. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I reckon. I mean, that little Quentin guy, that little short guy, uh, he's got that disease. Uh, he's been in a couple of movies. He was in that, um, I think, the last um, uh, Mad Max movie. Mm. He played a little short He's um, Quentin something or other. I can't remember his last name. And he has been in movies as a short, dwarfish... I mean, he's got a disease, I think. It's not dwarfism, it's something else. Dwarf. But he's in there, and he's doing it. And why? Because he can. Give these guys a chance. They're not, they haven't got two heads. Got, there's nothing wrong with them. They're okay. And that little guy in the, the Game of Thrones, I can't remember yeah, his name. Yeah, I love he him. He played a great lead role. He had a great personality. He was a dwarf. He worked really, really good. You, yeah. If he was a dwarf, he still would have been a good, a good role. It yeah, I matter. thought he was really handsome. He's, He's a good-looking good man, yeah. So, yeah, give, give these people who aren't quite right, yeah, by the old, yeah, yeah, it doesn't fit into the old Barbie and Ken sort of mould, Give them a chance. I yes. mean, you'd be, you'd be surprised. Some of these people are very good actors. Yes. So anyway, as we're saying, um, it's nice that these people are coming forward and tr- getting some new, in, new creative, interesting people in, in to give them a go in this sort of thing. So it's kind of nice that they're trying. They're doing this. Hmm. So yeah. But anyway. Even it, though um, uh, the um, lady who was playing um, a mute girl. Um, she's not. I don't think she's really. De- yeah. Well, no, she's not. But she, she, she had to learn to play mm. that role. Yeah. But, 
And uh, the interesting thing about this good. movie is in some of the scenes, while you probably may not understand sign language, I don't understand it myself very well, there were a few scenes where they do the odd subtitle to explain Oh, yeah, that, her that, that was good. When she's talking to hands, language. it had subtitles there, so, so, so you can understand what she's saying to the other people, uh, which what, what was, was good. Yeah, Instead of going, oh, she said something, rather. No, Jaxie did the subtitle, yeah. so we'd have to keep saying it. Yeah, which is good. yeah there were a few mm, moments yeah. where the person next to her, would, who knows probably a bit about sign language, um, would say, oh, you said, so this is what you said, and all that stuff. Or, yeah, yeah. Other times, yeah. Um, it would be a, you know, the person would not be paying attention, and she would just write it up, any, to say it anywhere with her hands to, to give the audience an idea of what's going on. I liked it in one scene where she says to the uh, commander... Uh, the, office, the nasty colonel guy. Is, yeah. that, and she was, said... He was, uh, he was interviewing Eliza and a friend. Yeah. And at the end of it, Eliza did some signing. What did she actually say to him? Uh, I'm not going to say it uh, on the radio. Uh, it, it was a rude word, like something you. And what did the friend say she said? Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. After yeah. he starts yelling and ranting, after she <laughs> yeah. said the word say a few times to him, even though he probably doesn't know anything about sign language. No, he didn't know about sign So she said that yeah, and the other word, mm. you, and, yeah, she, oh, and she said thank you. And yeah, so, and <laughs> she was giving him an odd look that says, I, yeah, I hate you. I, I hate you. And I love you. I, and <laughs> I'm winning the game, all that stuff. Yeah. Sort of the look that says... Yeah. I'm not gonna. You're, you're losing. You're yeah. well. You're yeah, you she, lost. Yeah, she she might have been Not an incomplete woman insofar as she couldn't mm. talk, but she was far better than him being a, a complete male. Yeah, well, <laughs> after Sorry, yeah, no. after he um tried yeah. to take advantage of her. Yeah. I'm gonna say. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just glad that she had the gore to stand up to him and yeah. just say to him. You know, say those ver- well. Not say. I'm um, well, just sign out the, sign the, word the words. To say it. Nah, brave little lady. It's, it's, she played a very good role. Um, Sally Hawkins. I, lo- I, agree. I, I, I loved her portrayal. Um, yeah. And the amphibian man. We haven't said much about him, but Doug Jones. Yeah, Doug Jones. He, I don't know what he actually. I haven't looked on the net to see what he actually looks like. But well, as I, an amphibian I've seen some man, and with the makeup on around his face and part of his features. He's a very tall guy, and and he could actually be a rather good-looking guy. Yeah, and like. just so yeah, just so you know, yeah. guys know he's, I think he's worked with um on a few other major projects with to, to with, okay, yeah. with him in the past, including Pan's Labyrinth, yeah. and yeah. well, he's he's doing a great job at it, and he, this is. Um, no major feat. He see, he's done it a lot in the past. Well, so yeah, no, see another point. He he wasn't playing a mute, but he had no lines, so mm. that would have been hard for him as well. Mm-hmm. But actually, he was making a fishy noise like <laughs> and Guillermo del Toro was actually doing the sound effects for the vocals. <laughs> interesting, Clever. that isn't it? That yeah, is interesting. He knew what he wanted to sound like, so he just made it. You know, yeah, with the gardening flew his cornflakes. I don't really know, but he he made this really nice yeah. sound, and it when it worked. And um, I agreed. The other guy, uh, this um. Doug Jones has to strut around and do his stuff, but that'd be very hard not being able to use words mm. to try get an emotion or a feeling. Yeah. I uh, go admit, across. I, d- yeah. I do admire people in the film industry that are still using, um, you know, plastic or masks and costumes. To yeah, he's wearing a full bodysuit. Yeah, uh, I, I do admire that yeah. sort of thing. I mean, it would be very uncomfortable, but I mean, yeah, but the thing is, it looked real. Yeah, 
I mean, it's great uh, that he didn't when see a zipper did mm-hmm. like the olden ways, old, olden days did. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, no, it, it was a good bodysuit. Yeah, just so you guys mm. know, in the original Creature of the Black Lagoon, the masks I think were designed by a, f- by a, a f- you know, I don't uh, know her name, but I know for a fact that she that it was a lady who created the masks for the actual um, Creature from Black Lagoon. It actually slipped out of the top, didn't it, memory? And he had some of the rest of it was a bodysuit with a zipper up the back or something, wasn't mm-hmm. it? So, yeah, so, yeah. It's, but it was good. Yeah, it was really good. I like, I but admire that. But it, that gave Guillermo uh, the inspiration to make this movie. And I think uh, he took it and he ran with it and made a good movie. Um, exactly. I mean, if you get an idea from an old movie, mm-hmm. you know, um, we, we haven't done one yet about... There's an old movie I might want to do. It's an old silent movie, but we're going to, we're do, we're going to debate whether we actually do it. But for, it was called The Cab of Dr. Caligari, an old silent movie. Now, that movie was a really good movie. Uh, really weird. We're going to it now. Uh, but, say, 40 years later, they took the same theme and made uh, a similar movie, same theme, but changed everything else, but kept the theme. So if you can borrow an old theme and make a fresh movie out of it, why not? Yeah. And he did. He took the Creature from Black Lagoon and took him out of the jungles, took him out of the swamp, brought him into a city, mm-hmm. into a, a laboratory, mm-hmm. uh, and threw a romance curveball into it, mm-hmm. and nasty guys chased him. Yeah. And, and he won in the end. Yeah. And usually the creature loses. Yeah, I love it. When yeah. I mean, at the beginning, when the narrator, I think that was Giles, how he described yeah, he was, yeah, Giles that, how yeah. his narrating the story at the beginning and how he says that about a monster that was about to destroy it all there's a bit of symbolism oh, there yeah. that he says he mentions about a monster but the monster wasn't the amphibian man it was he was referring to the colonel yes meaning, he was a monstrous person yeah. out of a whole lot of it yeah it's just like mm. the beauty and the beast where um if you watch the disney version the live yeah, action yeah, one the beast where nice the, the beast they they make out he's a monster, but it's actually man that could be the monster. Yeah, that they're the guys who chased him and trying to kill him and stuff. They were the monsters. Mm-hmm. So yeah, interesting, hey? So right, mm. right. Anyway, yeah. anyway, have we said enough. I think have we, we have bored said, these people enough today. Yeah, no. I think we said enough about it. So, um, how will we rate this movie, oh, look, Mike? Oh, if I'm looking at the, the thing as a whole, as a, as a whole package, uh, acting. Producing, directing, sets, everything. I've got to give it up around nine. Mm-hmm. Easily a nine. Mm-hmm. Maybe a nine, five. Uh, maybe over ten. Mm-hmm. I think uh, these sort of movies, when you're working in fantasy especially, you've got to make your own reality, and that's probably the hardest bit. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think it's great. Mm-hmm. So I give it a nine, two. So it's pretty much unanimous that this and movie you, is, worth, is pretty an awesome one to go view and yeah, see. Like, like I said before... It, it's 2017, so you should be able to get a copy in your um, Amazon, probably, or your local DVD store, or download a copy from some reputable mm-hmm. site and actually pay for it. Um, but the point is that get if 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 you like fantasies with a bit, bit of a twist, and it's not a kiddie fantasy; it's an adult fantasy. Yeah, uh, so I, don't. It's it's a good it's a it's, it's a romance drama fantasy. It's all thrown to one. I think it's a That's good That's probably one of the reasons why it's a dark fantasy. It's a dark fantasy, yeah. It's really good. That's why um, it says on... Yeah, I'd recommend it highly. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. So yeah, thank you. So that's all we have on our latest podcast episode. Um, till then, I'm... Oh, oh, oh.